This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 387. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 387. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Are we officially in the holiday season now? I mean, this episode goes live in November, so I think we're there. I'm just curious, like show of hands if you have a Christmas tree. I know Vinny and I were walking through the store the other day. So we were walking through Fred Meyer, which is kind of like a local version of Target. And we were walking past the Halloween stuff and they already had rows of Christmas lights. And here's the thing that is very polarizing. So people like me, we get very excited with the Christmas lights. And then there's other people who are just disgusted that there would be any signs of Christmas before Thanksgiving. So I was laughing because I was like, Vinny, look, it's the Christmas lights. And he was like, yes, bring it on. And there was other people walking by, like just grumbling, totally disturbed, distraught with the mere suggestion of Christmas before Thanksgiving. So I'm loving it. I'm here for it. If you have a Christmas tree, I'm jealous because my husband has beliefs about not having Christmas trees before Thanksgiving. So we're holding out. We're holding out a little bit longer, but I am always ready to celebrate the holidays and I want the season to be as long as possible. So with all that said, speaking of the holidays, if you did not listen to last Monday's episode about winter blues and seasonal affective disorder, if this time of year is a struggle for you, please listen to that episode. 
there is a ton of value in there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give medical advice, but I know that sometimes people heading into the season, it can be a real struggle and I don't want you to be struggling and I definitely don't want you to feel alone. And so just know that there's a lot of advice in that episode and I wanted to point that out so that you could take a little peek over there, take a listen over there at your convenience if this is a harder time of year for you. So I'm going to share a little story now about an experience that I got to have a few weeks ago. I got to go to an event in San Diego called the Entrepreneur Experience and it was so, so awesome. So Amy Porterfield is someone who I have admired from afar for years. I've actually gotten to meet her a few times. She would never remember meeting me, I'm sure. But in my mind, we're best friends now. And I've admired her tremendously. She helps people build online businesses, mainly through building and teaching courses online. And she has built a multi-million dollar business for herself. She's just a phenomenal woman with a heart of gold and ethics of, that are just so admirable. So I really, really value her. I value her content. I feel like an ad for her. I'm, this is not intended to be an ad for Amy Porterfield, but I do really, really adore her. And I've learned so much from her. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So she does an event every year called the Entrepreneur Experience. I've never been able to go before. She's done it for a few years now. And every time I've missed it, I've had some serious FOMO. So I finally got to go this year. I was so, so excited. It was amazing. She was there, did a ton of speaking and teaching herself. And then she had guests. The guests were all amazing. One of the guests was her dear close friend, Rachel Hollis. I got to be in like the third row to see Rachel Hollis speak. I mean, if you know the the scale of events that Rachel Hollis does, you know that she does like massive stadium events. And I got to sit in like the third row and watch Rachel Hollis talk, which was pretty darn cool. It was really, really fun. I learned just a ton from everyone there. I also met really, really cool people. met a couple of people who are actually going to be guests on the podcast. So that'll be coming up in the next few months. But it was just a really amazing, amazing experience. And one of the things that Amy talked about kind of as a theme thread throughout the event was what does it look like to be a big deal? And she really kept tying different parts of the event back to this idea around that everyone in the room was a big deal. And I talk about this a lot. I talk about like women in leadership. And I did a whole Facebook Live about this a couple of weeks ago, talking about like whether or not you choose to embrace being a leader, you are a leader. And I would like to see you embrace that because I think when we have more women in leadership, it has massive global impact in all very, very positive and profoundly deep ways. And so I really want to see women embracing leadership, women stepping into leadership. And I think obviously a huge part of that is this belief that you're a big deal and really embracing that, owning that, accepting that and working in that instead of trying to work against it. Because I think sometimes based on our circumstances, our situations, our experiences in life, we sometimes downplay being a big deal. And sometimes we do really cool things and other people try to make us a big deal. And we're like, oh, no, no, it's not that big of a deal. It's fine. Like, don't let me be too shiny. I don't want too much attention. I don't want to be like noted for anything. I just want to be over here and be quiet while I'm busy kicking ass. And no, 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 no. Please kick ass loudly. Loud ass kicking only. If you have small children in the car right now, I hope they're laughing at me. My apologies if they're offended by my language. So I really want to see women taking up space, making space for themselves in big ways and really owning being a big deal and leading with that as leaders, really recognizing that we all have gifts and we should be leading with our gifts and really owning them, not shrinking in them or not trying to keep our gifts small or secret or like letting them reach a few select people. No, the world needs your gifts. We need more women's gifts in leadership 
in big ways on a global level. So with that said, what does it look like to be a big deal was one of the questions Amy asked early in the event. And I'm actually going to give you like behind the scenes. I literally just opened up some notes that I took from the event and I'm going to read you the notes that I took. And (laughs) these notes, it's basically like a diary entry. So she asked us a few questions and then gave us time to think about them and write our answers down. And I'm going to read you what I wrote down. And I'm going to read this without editing it. And actually, when I read this a minute ago, before I started recording, I was like, this feels super vulnerable. And I'm going to go with it. (laughs) So I totally feel like I'm reading you my diary. Because when I wrote these things down at the event, in no way was I thinking, maybe I'll go home and read this on the podcast for thousands of people to hear. But I think it's really, really valuable. I also think it's... So I think it's valuable information. But I also think it's valuable for you all to get a little glimpse into like, what does my brain do behind the scenes when I'm not at the face of leading you, like I'm not, when I'm not sitting here prepared to record, what is my brain doing? Like, what is that behind the scenes leadership brain doing? So the first question Amy asked us was, what does it look like to be a big deal? And here's what I wrote. So by the way, the stuff that I wrote was very relevant to things kind of going on in my life that very specific week, things going on in my business that very specific week, which I thought was interesting when I looked back at this. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense based on like just what was happening right there in live time. So what does it look like to be a big deal was the question. And here is what I wrote down. To create with confidence, to hire with confidence, to sell with confidence, to have a best-selling book, to have a seven-figure business, to work less but have deeper impact, to inspire women globally to follow their dreams and take action every damn day. So that was like a two minute brainstorm. And so, and what was happening that week is that I had just finished open enrollment for Momentum Mamas. I had just finished part of the first phase of the hiring process for a marketing assistant. So these were things that were like very top of mind. I was in the process of talking to someone about potentially doing a book writing workshop in January, which I'm not going to be doing that, but it was top of mind for like this book thing. I keep saying it needs to happen sooner than later. So it's like still out there. So these are like all things that have been on my mind for sure. Also, I've been working my buns off. I have been working my buns off. Like my buns are tired. And this was very top of mind for me at this event. And so when I put to be a big deal means to work less, but have deeper impact because I think that we get this false sense to like to be a big deal or create something really amazing that it always has to be like more and more giving and more and more work and more and more effort and time and energy. And that's not true. And I know that as a perfectionist, as a high achiever, that that's something that I, a trap I can really fall into. And I want to remind myself that first of all, there is the law of diminishing returns, like working more and harder all the time does not create better quality of high volume work. It creates lower quality of high volume work. And so being mindful that it more is not always better. And sometimes I get caught in this trap of like, I can just keep adding more and more stuff. And that's not fair to all of you if it means that I'm adding more stuff that isn't that great. And so I want to make sure that I'm being conscientious about when I add things, I want to add things that are really important, really high quality and have really big impact. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm constantly adding more and more and more. 
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So that was what I was thinking in that moment, what it looks like to be a big deal. So I would love it right now if you just push pause, I mean, provided you're not driving, push pause on this episode and just do a brain dump for like two minutes and just write down what does it look like for you in your world? What does it look like to be a big deal? And yours might be totally different than what I said, but I'd be very curious. So do this and then screenshot it if you want and either DM me or tag me, post it on Instagram or in your stories and tag me. I would love, love, love to see what it means for you to be a big deal. The next question she asked, so question number two is, 
who is this person who's a big deal and how does she show up? And so for this one, I wrote down basically like a list of adjectives. So who is this person? This person that's a big deal, this person that you want to be, who's a big deal and really owns being a big deal and embraces that. How does she show up? And so I wrote down, again, just a quick brain dump. I wrote down decisive. Of course, I have like all this alliteration. So yes, I know I'm such a dork. But I wrote down number one, decisive, discerning, and disciplined around work and rest. Because again, that was top of mind for me, this balance piece that I don't feel like I'm doing great at right now. Number two is excited and eager and not scared. Also top of mind for me. Number three, forward focused and ready to go big. And so for me, how does this big person who's a big deal, how does she show up? She shows up as decisive and discerning and disciplined around work and rest because as my business has grown and as opportunities have come my way, I need to be more and more discerning around where can I add value in the most impactful ways. And that means I need to be discerning around saying no to certain things so that it doesn't compromise the value I'm adding in other spaces or things don't take up too much energy so that I don't have energy that I need for the things that matter most. Also, being disciplined around rest and disciplined around downtime. I've gotten in the habit, again, full disclosure, this is like total transparency episode. I've gotten in the habit of working a lot on the weekends. And this really started this summer because I had such wonky childcare that I had to kind of do some makeup work on the weekends. But I previously had been really good about not working weekends. And then I got in the habit of working weekends and it kind of just turned into like every weekend, like even after Vinny was back in school, it was more like, oh, I just have a couple things and it'll just feel better if I get them done now and don't like have them hanging over me until Monday. But what I've learned is that going weeks and weeks and weeks working, you know, even just doing little things seven days a week takes a toll. And when I had time off last week or two weeks ago, when I had some time off and I was in Mexico and then I came home and I was sick for a few days. So I basically didn't work for a full week it was glaring to me how desperately I needed that downtime. And so this idea around discipline around my energy is really, really showing up in terms of me being a big deal. If I want to be a big deal, I need to be way more disciplined about how I manage my energy and my time. In terms of being excited and eager and not scared, this is a big one for growth. When you want to be a big deal, being excited and eager and not scared of opportunities and not scared of what growth might look like, not being scared of things being hard or uncomfortable. So being excited and eager came to mind for me quickly. And then being forward focused and ready to go. And so sometimes we get really stuck in things from the past or situations or even parts of our identity that have maybe been difficult for us in the past and we let that hold us back. And so being forward focused and kind of just, you know, in this ready to grow mode, I think is really, really important. My three words for the year, which I've really been kind of reflecting on in the last few weeks were growth or are growth, courage, and expansion. And it's funny because I haven't spent a lot of time this year thinking about these words. I wrote them down in January. They have been on a post-it note on my computer all year, but I haven't been like conscientiously spending time looking at them or anything. But I was thinking about them, Amy's event, and thinking about kind of the impact of those words this year. And have I really tried to integrate them as much as I should have, as much as I could have? What has been the impact of choosing those words and then just letting them sit there and not really thinking about them? And growth, courage, and expansion have definitely all played a big role for me. And when I thought about what I wrote down here about being forward focused and, you know, for me, how does this woman who's a big deal, how does she show up? For me, it's being forward focused and forward focused is also like so ties into growth, 
courage and expansion. And so for me, I really wanted 2019 to be a year of growth and expansion, which it has been. Those two things for me require a lot of courage. And so I thought it was interesting that also that I picked this idea around that, you know, for me, a woman who's a big deal shows up as forward focused because those being my words for the year for 2019, I can see a really, really strong connection between being open and conscientious around growth, courage, and expansion. And also this idea here of being forward focused and ready to go, ready to grow, not focusing on the past. For me, this is my first full year not having the gym. And so really being able to focus solely on growing everything related to the podcast has been really, really awesome. And it's been big and it's been amazing. And also I'm tired. (laughs) So really looking at, okay, like you've embraced all this and now what? Like, let's take a nap for a minute. (laughs) And so, and find a little bit better discipline around the work and rest ratios in your life. So that was the second question. So now I want you go ahead and again, you can push pause. So for you, Who does this person look like for you? How does she show up? How does this person who's a big deal, meaning you, but how does she show up for you? What does this look like for you? What do you want this to look like for you? So go ahead and push pause again, do a little journal entry. Like if you're listening to this while you're driving, do this tomorrow morning for your morning practice for a morning routine or tonight before you go to bed, because it's really interesting. Like do it and then paper away for a couple of weeks and then look at it again, because it's actually really fun to do a brain dump and then return to it. And subconsciously, these ideas will kind of just be simmering. And then when you go back to it, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I didn't even realize that I've kind of been processing this in the background without meaning to or or trying to. And then question number three is what is keeping me small? And so this was a fun one. Because I'll be honest, sometimes I don't think I'm playing small. (laughs) A lot of times I'm like, I'm doing great, like out there kicking butt, taking names, doing it all. So I have to sometimes like catch myself and be like, hold on, where am I playing small? Because we all do it. Even those of us who are growing in big ways, even those who are, of us who are really pushing ourselves all the time in high achiever mode, there's also things that we're doing that keep us small. So there's always kind of a yin and a yang to it. And for those of you that think that you're always playing small, I promise you, you're doing some things that are bigger than you think. So either way, we have like little uh, hiccups on either end, regardless of where we think we are. But I often, as an extrovert, as a leader, as someone who's you know really public facing, forward facing, I often feel like I look like I'm playing big. And I often am playing big, but I also know that there's things that I'm doing that keep me small. And a lot of times, I mean, not a lot, like 100% of the time, those things have to do with the thoughts in my head. <laughs> and that's probably the same for you. So this I feel like is like the more vulnerable part of this. So again, I'm just going to read it unedited. But when I put for number three, Amy asked, what's keeping you playing small and not being a big enough deal or being as big of a deal as you could be. And I put belief that I'm not ready yet. Belief that I need to wait until I have more time, energy, money, space, and belief that I can't serve my current people if things grow too fast or get too big, or that I'll be distracted by new things if I keep growing at a similar pace, and then I won't be able to serve current people. So these are all self-limiting beliefs, which was super, super interesting to me because yeah, what's keeping us playing small is all self-limiting beliefs, like pretty much all the time. And we all have these self-limiting beliefs. And so whether your self-limiting beliefs are like, oh, I'm not qualified or I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or I don't deserve something, or they might be like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough resources or support. Or it could be that 
you're scared of what success could be like. If I get really big, what will happen? I know this happens a lot of times in marriages as people become bigger as public figures. They think, well, but what if I get too big and then I outgrow my relationship with my partner? Or what if I get too big and then like I have to travel all the time and I can't be at home with my family? What if I write a best-selling book and I have to go on a book tour? And this has actually crossed my mind, not because the second I write a book, I think it'll be a bestseller, but I've watched other people write books and go on book tours because part of writing a book and having success around it is like massive, high-intensity promotion of it. And this honestly is one of the things that really holds me back is I think about writing a book and I know I could write a really great book, but when I look at other people going on tours and I'm like, I mean, do I want to like go on a book tour and go to like, you know, five to 15 states on a book tour? While that sounds very fun and very exciting, the impact to my family, that sounds really, really hard. And so there's self-limiting beliefs around like, oh, well, maybe I just shouldn't write the book then. (laughs) Maybe I should wait till Vinny's older to write a book. And also the compromise of the impact that I could have if I let myself believe that, right? Because if I decide to wait five years to write a book, that's five years of thousands of people not being impacted or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people not being impacted by the book I could write today. And that's what we always have to be thinking about when we're thinking about, you know, do I want to be a big deal? Do I want to step into this role? Do I want to take things to the next level? When you decide not to do that, when you decide to play small, then what's being compromised? And typically what's being compromised is your ability to have impact. And so If I decide that I'm not going to go for the next goal or go take things to the next level for a certain amount of time, that means that the impact, the ripple effects, all of that is going to be compromised in that window. It's going to be compromised, you know, until I decide that it's time to take that next step. And sometimes that's fine. Sometimes it's fine to say like other people need to wait because mama wants to go have her family and do her family thing. And then other times it's like, well, maybe you don't need to wait. Maybe you could have it all. Maybe you could do it in a different way. I certainly know people who have had very successful books who haven't done massive book tours. And so it's really like getting out of your own way and reframing things in a way that makes sense to you. So that was really interesting for me to look back on as well in terms of what's keeping me playing small and recognizing that all of it is belief stuff. Like none of it was literal. Like I don't have enough of this or that or the other thing. It's all belief-based. I think this is just really how it works is that The things that keep us playing small are the thoughts in our head and the thoughts in our head that we adopt as beliefs that impact our actions and the impact outcomes, the results and the impact as well. So it's all this like very big trickle down effect. So what I want to talk about now is what does it really take to be a big deal and what does it really look like to be a big deal? I think there's three things that are actually four things. I think there's four things that you need. And so I want to talk through, I kind of spent some time looking through my notes and thinking through, you know, what could I give to you all now that I've given you my diary entry, (laughs) I'm giving you a sneak peek into my diary, but what can be the takeaways from this? And what do you actually need to be a big deal? It's one thing to look at like, what does it look like? And who is this person? How does she show up? And what's keeping me playing small? So by the way, if you didn't push pause for that third question, do that now, push pause and take two minutes and write down what's keeping you playing small. For you, it might be very similar to me. It's probably some sort of set of beliefs that are self-limiting. So write that down and then come back. And then I'm going to talk you through the four things that you need to be a big deal. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. 
Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So what I think, I think there's four key elements that you need to be a big deal. And I think the awesome thing here, here's your gift, is that all of these things are things that you can cultivate, things that you can grow within yourself, things that you probably already have begun to grow, things that already exist inside of you that maybe you just need to tap into a little bit more, or maybe that you need to dig a little deeper to find and to really embrace them and to really let them shine through a little bit more. So number one is belief, speaking of belief. So belief that you are worthy and qualified and enough. I'm going to say that again, belief that you are worthy and qualified and enough. So to be a big deal, you need to believe that you are worthy and qualified and enough. And often when we get in our own way, it's because we think that other people are more worthy and other people are more qualified and other people are way more than enough or they've already done it. So why would I bother? And this actually came up a lot at Amy's event where people would get up and there was a lot of opportunities for people to get up at the microphone and talk in front of the room and people would get up and say like, why would I start, you know, a podcast about gardening? Cause someone else already did that. And everyone else in the room is like, no, but we don't know your take on gardening. We don't know why gardening is important to you. We don't know why, you know, your special thing about the chrysanthemums or whatever. Like we don't know your podcast on gardening or your business around gardening could be totally different. And what if people, what if Oprah was like, no one needs to hear my story. And this would have been so easy for Oprah to say at the time that she got started, who wants to hear from a young black woman? Because if you think about it, at the time that Oprah was coming up, there were not young black women in the media. So it would be so easy for her to say, like, there's a bunch of guys already doing this. I'm just going to let them do it because no one really wants to hear. Like, what do I have to say that they already have? Like, they're already more worthy and qualified than I am. And oh, my gosh, can we imagine if we did not have Oprah? (laughs) Right? So you have to have this belief that you are worthy and qualified and enough. And if you don't have that, you need to be practicing tapping into that every single day. 
And in my belief system, that starts with the morning practice around affirmations, around journaling, around setting out your goals for the day, around taking action every day, around practicing courage every day, around showing up for yourself first and showing up in a proactive way every day, all those things. Number two, what does it look like to be a big deal? What do you need to be a big deal? You need hope, even the slightest glimmer of hope amidst the dark. Vinny and I were walking to school the other day. He'd had an awful morning. We had a series of awful mornings a couple weeks ago. It was super fun. It was like mornings where by the time I dropped him off at school at 8am, I'd used every ounce of like positivity and patience I had for the entire day before 8am. I'm sure many of you can relate. I actually posted about this on social media and a few of you were like, yes, raising hand right there with you. But we were walking to school one of those mornings and we walked past, there's this church that we always walk by that always has really awesome quotes. And Vinny doesn't typically, to date, he has not really noticed them or paid any attention to them. But a lot of times I'm like, oh, I should stop and take a picture of that, but we never have time. But I'm like, oh, I should take a picture of that. That's a great quote. I really like that. So Vinny read one of the quotes. He noticed for the first time, he noticed this quote board outside of the church. And it had this quote about darkness and light. And I don't remember the exact quote now, but it was something along the lines of like, when there's darkness, there's always, you know, you can always find light somewhere. And it reminded me immediately of the Leonard Cohen quote around there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And so Vinny read it out loud. And he was like all excited about reading it out loud to me. And I was like, he said, well, what does that mean? I said, oh, well, that's kind of like this morning. Remember this morning was a really hard morning and you were really upset and things felt really dark and heavy. But then one little thing shifted and it felt a little bit better. That's where like there was a little bit of light, right? Like we thought something was really funny that the dog did. And then all of a sudden the rest of the day started to get better. And he's like, yeah, I turned it around. And I was like, yeah, like that's what happens. You can have these times where things are really, really dark. And then like one little sliver sneaks in of lightness and all of a sudden things start to shift. And so I believe that in order to be a big deal, you have to have hope amidst the dark, like this slight glimmer of hope amidst the dark so that when things are super dark, you are looking for that light or you are creating that light and you believe that that light is there and you don't stop searching until you find the light, till you find the crack that lets the light in. And so I think that in order to be a big deal, you need to have that constant unrelenting hope. And that can be hard, but it's also very necessary. I mean, I've been in so many situations where that had to be the thing pulling me through. When we were going through infertility, it had to be like, I will have hope that a family can be made in a million different ways. That when we went through it the second time, even if we don't end up with a second child, then I have the opportunity to build or we have the opportunity to build a life that we wouldn't have otherwise had with two kids. So going through these long stretches when I was selling the gym, like having hope that this is all going to end someday and I will get to create this new thing and it will be worth the wait, which it absolutely has been. Thank you all for making it worth the wait. Build the Shameless Mom Academy after I sold the gym. So you need to be a big deal. You need that ability to find hope, to find those slight glimmers of hope amidst the dark. The third thing that you need to be a big deal is burning desire. And I'm going to let you know that the desire will wane from time to time. (laughs) You'll be like, the desire is a little less some days than others. But this burning desire that I want the thing, I can build the thing, I'm going after the thing, like that is just constantly there. And some days it'll be real strong and some days it'll be like a little flicker. And that's okay. But this burning desire to build something or to be a big deal, you need to have this burning desire. And so... How do you tap into that desire? How do you stay mindful? And a lot of this has to do with knowing your why, knowing your why at all times. So if you want to be a big deal in any capacity, 
in your household, in your relationships, in your work environment. To be a big deal, you have to have this burning desire around why are you doing what you're doing? Because there will be times when you will be tried and it will be so hard and it will be so tempting to throw in the towel. And so where will you tap into that desire around like, oh, wait, I'm doing this for a reason. This matters. This is important. This matters because of the impact it will have to my kids, to my partner, to my family, to my legacy, to the world at large on a global level, on a community level, to my kids' school, like whatever the thing is. So you have to have that burning desire that sometimes might just be a tiny little flicker, but it's always there. That burning desire is going to allow you to continually build toward being a big deal. And then the last one, number four, the fourth thing that you need to be a big deal, and this is a hard one. I think this might be the hardest one, maybe because it's been a hard one for me, (laughs) self-trust. So you need to have self-trust. And I think that women are not raised to have self-trust. We're raised to trust men to make decisions for us. I think this is changing, but the patriarchy is designed for women to trust that men have their best interests at heart and that men are the decision makers and that other people make decisions for us. And so self-trust can be something that can be pretty challenging to come by depending on where you were raised in terms of your family's religious beliefs, depending on, you know, it might even be geographically where you were raised, cultural beliefs. There's all sorts of things that can be really compromising to self-trust for females, especially. And so looking at your self-trust and looking at like, where does most of your trust lie? And does it lie within you or does it lie with someone else? When you want to make a choice or a decision, do you feel like you always need to say like, oh, but what do you think to someone else to get their buy-in before you believe in your own buy-in? I'll give you an example of this. When I probably until not that long ago, I mean, maybe like five years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, but I was the kind of person who, if I went shopping, I wanted someone else to tell me that they liked the way something looked on me before I would trust that I believed that it looked good on me. So I would try something on and then be like, well, hold on. Someone else needs to tell me that this looks good because when I look in the mirror, I'm not trusting my own discernment around what looks good on me. So if I was with a friend, I would have to ask them. Or if I was with my husband, I would ask him and I would make my buying decisions based on what that person said. So if they were like, oh yeah, not so much on that color. I'd be like, oh yeah, definitely not this color. Maybe I should try the black, maybe the gray. Could I blend in more? Like, how could I camouflage this? Or if they were like, oh, you know, maybe not like that length of skirt or that length of pants or whatever. I was so impressionable rather than saying like, oh, I kind of like this. Like now when I try something on, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. I think I'm going to get it. And then I'll walk out of the dressing room and be like, yeah, so I'm getting this thing not asking for someone else's approval or opinion. But for a long time, I did not have self-trust around dressing myself. I mean, that's kind of interesting, right? And I'm sure some of you right now are like, oh, holy cow, I have that issue right now. So self-trust, we often struggle with that without even realizing it. And if you want to be a big deal, mama, you're going to need some self-trust and you're going to have to really practice that if that's not something that you've already been practicing. Because like I said, many times we have been raised in various capacities to trust others before we trust ourselves. And so looking at how can you trust yourself? Because here's the thing, if you want to be a big deal, you're going to have to make decisions that are going to make other people uncomfortable, that are going to be uncomfortable for you. And you're going to have to look inward into the self-trust to be like, oh, wait, but I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it. And I know why it matters. I know why it's important. And I know why I need to prioritize my burning desire and my beliefs and my hope and my gifts 
over what someone else thinks and sometimes in spite of what someone else thinks. So those are the four things that you need to be a big deal. Belief that you are worthy, qualified, and enough. Hope, even the slightest glimmer amidst the dark. Burning desire and self-trust. So if this episode was helpful to you, please share it. If you know of someone who thinks they're not a big deal and you want them to start to cultivate that within themselves a little bit more, please share this episode. Like send a screenshot to a friend and be like, hey, I was listening to this today and I think you're a big deal and I want to see you be more of a big deal. Like check this out because I think there's so many people in our lives that could be playing a bigger game and they feel like they don't have the self-trust. They don't have the hope, the belief, the burning desire because it's something that they haven't really allowed themselves to step into. And sometimes an invitation into that makes all the difference. So I want you to think about who you can invite into this conversation, who you can invite in your life to be a bigger deal, to play a bigger game, because it really, it honestly, it could be a game-changing invitation for you to say like, hey, friend, sister, I want you to play a bigger game. So please share this out. I hope you enjoyed all of this. I hope you learned something and let me know what you think. Definitely continue this conversation over on our Facebook page. I want to see your screenshots of your notes that you wrote down. So I shared my diary. Now you share yours. Okay. Ready, set, go. Oh, before I let you go, just hold on. Just hold on. Did you get yourself registered for my free virtual workshop? If not, go do that right now. Just whatever you're doing, stop. If you're driving, pull over and go to shamelessmom.com slash shine to get signed up for my free virtual workshop, five mindset resets that you need to shine like a mother. You do not want to miss this this coming Saturday, November 16th at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Go to shamelessmom.com slash shine, and I will see you on Saturday. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.